again, um, we're just flabbergasted that you guys are still listening and being so encouraging. Um, and hopefully we're getting better with every episode. Um, we are really excited about what we have today. We are doing, this is like our Super Bowl, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for anyone who's new, I'm Sarah Jean. I'm Kelly. And we're here to talk about books you should read and books you probably shouldn't. Um, so we're going to kind of kick off by starting about our highs and our lows of the week. Kelly, what you got? Well, I guess um, uh, one high for me is that um, I went back to my night schedule at work, which oh. I was off of for the summer. And it's a, it's kind of a weird schedule, but I genuinely actually enjoy it. Um, and I've had so much more time in the morning to get things done. So I put together some Ikea furniture that had been sitting around for forever. Um, worked on some reorganization stuff. I have a lot of garden stuff I need to work on. Um, I worked on this podcast a lot, editing and so forth. So um, it's just kind of nice to have some time in the morning to get stuff done with no distractions. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and then for a low... It kind of a minor low, but I worked really hard on editing um, Peter Pan podcast, and for some reason, I don't know if I didn't save it right or what, but when I went to upload it, the whole first half of it, all those edits were gone. Oh, man. So, that yeah, sucks. I had to redo all of that, and that was annoying, but okay. yeah. My high is pretty dumb. Um, my high is that, okay, for anyone who knows me in real life, you know that I love red tennis shoes. Okay. And <laughs> if anyone knows me, they're like, oh, I've had people say very mean things about my shoes. I've had people say very nice things about my shoes too. Um, but we went thrift shopping and guess what I found for $12? Some yellow yes. shoes. No, actually I found some high top red sneakers. So nice. Super excited about them. Don't think I could get away selling them at work, but I'm going to wear them everywhere but. Um, so that was definitely a high. Um, another high was, I think I'm a group exercise person now. Oh. I'm really enjoying Pure Bar. It's kind of like yoga in a sense that you're like very like, kind of like it's very low impact and very chill, but I feel like I'm meeting people that way and nice. very obsessed with instructors and it's really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been really nice. And I never would do group exercise in the past just because I feel like self-conscious and awkward and like, oh, I don't really want to do that. But like, it's just been like... I don't know. It's like a dumb thing to have a high over, but this is something I've always wanted to be able to do. So, um, Hey, we don't judge people's highs here. Okay? No, we don't. You're right. And this is not sponsored by ClassPass, but download ClassPass because it's a way cheaper way to get to go to really good studios. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, actually, we actually both just went thrift shopping this afternoon. We did. And we found some quite good things. We really did, I will so, say. And we found... Uh, things for Silly Santa. You want to tell them what Silly Santa is? Oh my goodness. So, I mean, it's like when everyone brings horrible gifts and watch other people open them and watch their reactions. And I did find something amazing. It was these light up high school musical, like, coffee cups. Well, I don't know what you, cups? cups I, I, they're so, that I don't know what are they are. They're like 2014 ice tour, whatever <laughs> that is. Wait, do they have, do they have high school musical on ice? I, I guess they had cups. Why? There were five of them. And I was going to get all five, but those suckers were $4 each. Wow. And I was like, I'm getting two. Grand. So. Oh, yeah. My low is my my cat, Mr. Pickles. He gets like these blockages where he like throws up and stuff a lot. And he, he, he gets pretty jammed up. And I was really worried last night. Was it last night? Yeah, it was last night. <laughs> what is time? Um, I thought he was getting that again and was very worried. And last time this happened, he took me to the emergency vet and 
a really unfortunate bill. But more importantly, he was just in a lot of pain and had to, you know, stay overnight. And it was just, like, a whole thing. And, um, he's very, like, dramatic and very sensitive. So, but he seemed like he was doing okay when I left this morning. He was his normal self and he was doing everything normal and drinking water. So, I think that was a semi-low because it, it flipped around. But, um, you know, it's just so hard to see animals or kids in pain. So... Yeah, well, yes, it is so sad. But what's happy about that is that, so Mr. Pickles is just covered turkey in his ears, our cat, but he's a really cute cat, and he has an Instagram, doesn't, does he yes, not? Yes, he does. You can follow him at Mr. Elio Pickles. Yeah, and you should follow him, because he's very sassy on his Instagram. <laughs> he, he is. He, he kind of lets it all out there, so... He would love a follow. <laughs> he would love a follow. He will personally know. Yeah, he will. He he appreciates it. He likes his social media presence. So, so yeah. Um, next up, as you guys know, is time for a random question. Yes, and I am pulling that up now. All right. So we have abandoned randomquestionmaker.com. It, it just was not meeting our needs. So now we are on what is this one? Signupgenius.com. Yeah. Yeah. Sign, signupgenius.com slash groups slash getting to know you questions. Getting to know you questions. I'm sure people are going to go type in that URL. I'm sure. And use I'm their sure. time for that. Yeah. So the question is um, what's a pet peeve of yours? No, it says list two pet peeves. Okay. Be specific, Bob. Well, one of my pet peeves <laughs> is when people are unnecessarily pedantic. One of my pet peeves is when people are just wrong about things. But you don't. Never mind. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm and kidding. yet, when I'm pedantic, you call me Mycroft. You are Mycroft. It's true. Am I? Mm-hmm. Pretty mm. much. Okay. okay well, I'm anyways. Two for real, for real pet peeves. Now, okay. see, now we have Here's to do all the work yeah, to think of two. Okay. One of my pet peeves that I have, we can take turns, is, and I'm sorry about this. I feel like I'm really gonna target some people on this one. I can't stand when people smack when chewing their food. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. And I'm like, you know what you're doing. And they do it in very close proximity to me. It just makes me like feel like I'm going to hurl. Have I ever done that? No, no, I'm thinking of someone to work with. <laughs> I remember, um, so one of our other sisters, Taylor. Is this hi, a hi, Taylor. Shout out to Taylor. <laughs> When we were little, she would chew her gum in my face really loud. I'm so sorry. She would also breathe on the utensils she wanted so no one else could use them. Because there's <laughs> a tiny spoon that for some reason we're all like obsessed with. There's one of them. And she would go around and breathe on it so no one could have it. I so forgot about just that. It off. <laughs> Anyways, hi, Taylor. Um, yeah, hi, we love you. Um, okay, so people that smack when they're eating. Can't stand it. Can't stand it. Um, for me. Um, the other one. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I feel bad saying this again. People are going to come at me. I think biking is a noble hobby. I think it's great. People bike. I love it, love it, love it. But when you're going up a bit of a, like a busy, curvy road, I'm sorry. Like people just should not be biking on the road. They're not <gasps> going to work. They're not going to their house. They're biking for exercise. Use a bike trail. Okay. It is so dangerous. You know, if you get hit, you're gone. Like there's nothing protecting you. Do you know, like you're literally talking about me. Every do you, day. Do you bike on curvy public roads going up a mountain? Yes. Not a mountain. No, but... I feel like Mount Sano. People bike up that road oh, like idiots. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Or like Chapman Mountain Road. I'm sorry. Like you just shouldn't. Like it's, there's no reason. I think it's fine. Well, where you live, it's, it's, it's a, you're in the burbs. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, there are some like pretty hilly sections. No, you're fine here. Um, when people are okay. going up these 
busy major like not highways i i'm sorry i it makes me so anxious so yeah no do they wear helmets at least like a helmet, but that's not gonna do for you. You have a TBI, but you have road rash. Like, congrats. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just don't like it. Um, yeah. So I would say one of my pet peeves is um, I've worked in a lot of different types of library jobs and other jobs where I was kind of the person at the front desk. And um, there are some people in these types of jobs who just get like entirely too invested in asking you personal questions and they'll just come up to the desk and they'll be like oh um so how long have you worked here and like they just like don't take the hint that i don't really want to like divulge my personal history and you know like they'll you know they'll be like oh how long, how long have you worked here I'll be like oh well a while oh well what day did you start <laughs> like um i you know it was a while back oh well like what month was it or like, it's like why do you want to know or they'll be like oh where do you live <laughs> It's just kind of like, what? <laughs> so Yeah, that's that's so annoying. I remember like my first job out of college, people would always be like, oh, like, where do you live? And I'm like, oh, with like roommates. And they're like, oh, what happened? Where are your parents? And I'm like, I'm an adult. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally. Um, yeah, so I, I would say um, a huge pet peeve of mine, and it's been this for a while, is people that get overly obsessed with alternative healing. Um, to the detriment of actual medical healing. <laughs> and like, you know, obviously there are, there are plants and things that have medicinal properties, properties and I, yeah, like the, you know, and uh, if you grew up with certain things, like that's fine. But I'm talking about the whitest white people that, you know, <laughs> that, um, whether it's essential oils, whether it's crystal healing, whether it's like chakras or whatever it is that they <laughs> have decided, um, and they just talk about it constantly, and like they literally will be like, "Oh well, what's the doctor gonna do for you? Like, just put this like lemon balm on your open wound, <laughs> something like that." Um, it, it's just like, why, <laughs> like. Um, I'm not saying doctors get everything right, but I think that the doctor will do a better job than like a piece of tourmaline or like a sage smudge or whatever. <laughs> like drives me up the wall. And also when the people that get obsessed with essential oils specifically, um, now this hasn't happened to me for a while. Maybe COVID put a stop to this, but like there used to be these people, um, in my town where they would have a stall at the farmer's market sometimes and they were selling essential oils, but, like, they would run up and just, like, shove various essential oils, like, non-consensually <laughs> under your nose. And they'd be like, oh, this is amazing for such and such, shove. And I was just like, what if I'm allergic to this? Also, get out of my face. And then like, it's, like, $40. Yeah, I'm just like, what, what kind of sales tactic is this? Like, what if, like, the donut shop in the farmer's market ran around, like, shoving donuts in people's mouths? I would actually like, love that. <laughs> yeah true that, that actually that might not be that bad but what if it was like um you know a food you didn't like or something i don't know it was just kind of like really unnecessarily aggressive and i'm just like please don't please don't touch me so anyways um yeah pet peeves there's something um well today drum roll we are talking about divergent yes i mean no we know it we hate it and we're here for it um, oh 
I hate this book so much. Before we dive into what we want to talk about today, we kind of wanted to give a brief summary um, of the book. Yes. Before we start into it, just in case any of you fellows were lucky enough to skip out on, on reading this. Um, so Divergent was a novel published by Veronica Roth in the year of 2011. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's not a new book. <laughs> um, so Divergent is set in the post-apocalyptic city of Chicago. Yes, you heard it right. It all is allegedly taking place in one contained city. Uh, well, more about we, that later. We love that. We love that bean statue. They do. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, where everyone who survived the apocalypse has been divided into five factions, seemingly ambiguously, and they're all based off of um, characteristics, kind of personality traits. You got abnegation, they're selfless, amity, they're peaceful, candor, honest, dauntless, they're brave, and erudite, are intelligence. Um, basically, everyone's born into a certain faction, and then when they turn 16, they undergo a test that is like, kind of think like the sorting hat plus science um, to determine which faction they're supposed to go to next, and then they select their faction. Um, if you can't complete the initiation, you have to become factionless, and you essentially are like kind of homeless on the outskirts of town, taking the job nobody wants, which honestly seems better than living in some of these other places. Um, so the main, our, our heroine of the book, um, our protagonist, is a 16-year-old named Beatrice, um, who gets some inconclusive test results back. She scores as abnegation, dauntless, and erudite. And her test administrator, Tori, warns her this means she is divergent and shouldn't tell anybody. Um, meanwhile, Beatrice has a brother who chooses to be an erudite. Ultimately, Beatrice decides to join the dauntless faction. Um, Kelly, do you want to tell us a little bit about what happens at the dauntless faction? Yeah, so basically the dauntless faction is the world's worst summer camp. Um, and, and, um, we'll get into that, but basically, um, the Dauntless are the courageous faction and they exist to guard the border and other kind of vaguely explained tasks. And so their whole thing is they have to overcome their fears and they jump off of trains. They jump onto trains, they jump onto nets, they climb on Ferris wheels, they play paintball. They live in a place called the pit like Andy Dwyer. <laughs> um, and, and this is where all the hot people get recruited to, apparently, as we learn when Triss yeah. first want to jump into the net at the bottom of the tower and meets the, protag the male Four. protagonist. Yes, yeah, so Four is her boyfriend slash teacher. Well, he, they kind of start out as frenemies. <laughs> Yeah, like they, I just hate it so much because like they're, he's kind of like their counselor and it never says exactly how old he is. This is kind of sus. Apparently um, I read in the book, he's supposed to be 18, but in the movie he's supposed to be 24, which is gross because ew, Why? I don't know if they ew. meant the actor was 24. Maybe that's what they meant, but that's gross. Yeah. Ugh, I hope so. But I mean, even if he was the same age, it still like skeeves me out that like he's like her mentor slash teacher slash slash counselor slash boyfriend. It's like those should be separate roles. And also like they have zero chemistry and they're so boring and like their meet like, cute is literally him throwing a knife at her ear. And I'm like, this is like destined to be a bad relationship. That makes me think of someone we both used to know. 
Atlas. <laughs> oh, I'm going to the right. Now I'm picturing him as him. Oh my lord. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think she would have fallen for him if he looked like him. <laughs> I mean, one would think. One would hope. One would think. Anyways, so um, basically they go through all this training. The other recruits kind of die like flies. Her mom comes and visits. She realizes her mom used to be divergent and before she chose abnegation, which I mean, or her, I'm sorry, her mom used to be dauntless before she chose abnegation. And look, dauntless is pretty bad, but to voluntarily choose abnegation, like <laughs> abnegation sucks. And we'll get into the factions um, later. But anyway, so um, there's just kind of, it, it kind of cycles through like training session, doing pointlessly dangerous things. Uh, drama between the different recruits. Someone fights and someone dies. And, and one important they thing, eat muffins. Yeah, and one important thing I forgot to leave out is in the background of all this, um, Abnegation, which is the faction that Triss came from, they're the ones who are in leadership of the, not the country, the township, whatever we have going on here. Well, it, it's unclear. It's unclear. And um, important to note, um, Fours dad is named marcus and is one of the high top um leaders um and of course tris's family is still abnegation um that's kind of important to note because someone doesn't like this and that someone is the erudite faction who believes they should be in charge this comes in later yeah so basically what happens at the end is erudite gives all the dauntless kids this serum this like mind control serum and goes and sicks them on abnegation. But because Triss is so divergent and special, unlike the rest of those brain dead sheeple, He's she like cannot be mind controlled by the serum. She she's not even not like the other girls. She's not like the other anybody. Um, so yeah, all the rest of the brain dead sheeple go and get mind controlled, and then she doesn't somehow. And then, like, honestly, I was putting it on such a high speed just to get through at the end. I might be a little bit fuzzy on the details. Um, okay, so it but... does get sorry. <laughs> it, no, it does well, get kind of basically at the end. It is. So so then um Four, who earlier she found out his name was really Tobias, and he had he was called Four because he had four fears. <laughs> We'll get and into we'll, that. Get, we'll talk about that. We'll get into that. Um, but anyway, so Tobias is also a divergent, so he also cannot be mind controlled on the unlike the rest of the brain dead sheeple. But but he then can be mind they controlled have, by the super serum. Right. They have this like super serum that works on divergence. So it's just like, why even bother? <laughs> <laughs> why did they just lead with that? <laughs> or yeah, or just give that to everybody. Like yeah. they don't know how many divergents are out there, but somehow they figure out that he's divergent and they give him like the uh, the extra strength serum, and it mind controls him. And so Tris is like literally the only one left. And then like her mom dies, but her brother and dad don't or something. And her then mom like and dad, uh, so her mom does die. It's trying to save yeah. her. And then in the stunning, in the climaxing denouement of the book. Um, she rescues Triss by loving him so much that he breaks out of control of the serum and they run away together and join his dad and her dad and her brother on a train headed out of the city. After Triss shoots a friend who's controlled by the serum and kills him instead of shooting his kneecaps and she reiterates that she is selfish and she is brave. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like 
chug away into the sunset with the dads. <laughs> they do, with the dads and the brother. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> it's something. It, it is. It um, was not great. Um, of course, we left out a lot of yeah. the finer plot points, but honestly, nothing that's really critical to go over. If you want to read this, go right ahead. Nothing fine about those plot points. No. So, and I have not seen the movie. I'm going to watch it for our third episode, our third Divergisode here. Um, so I would imagine the movie is better in the sense that it is shorter. Because movies have a two-hour limit. Well, I... I- I, I think that book is readable in under two hours if you're reading it without the book on tape. Um, so I don't know if the movie is necessarily shorter. I thought the movie was less enjoyable than reading the book, personally. Yeah, I, I'm going to watch it. We'll see what we think. But Because the thing is, the the way that like Triss's narrative voice, like I cannot stand it. Huh. Because she does not like to use contractions. And so everything that she says, it sounds like it is said by data or like i do not like it it is very stilted anyway um and i don't know she's and then in our second episode we'll talk more about the characters we'll talk about four and why we hate him and tris and why we hate her and um you know their relationship and like their personalities and all that but this first episode um here is to mainly talk about the world building, the factions, the aptitude testing, and then the fact that it's negated by them just choosing whatever they want and um, the kind of half-hearted political plot that's happening in the background of this story. So, Sarah, what would you say is, like, the genre of Divergent? I would say it's definitely young adult fiction. It almost sometimes feels like fan fiction in a weird way um it's post-apocalyptic dystopian sci-fi adventure yeah i would i i actually think it's an interesting question like would you consider it sci-fi or not is is the whole dystopian ya thing was that a type of sci-fi or was that like its own thing Mm, that's true because it's not really fantasy it's not really sci-fi it's i think dystopian is a genre yeah, I think I would say it's, you know, definitely dystopian. Um, you could maybe say it was science fiction, but, like, um, this, there really, there really isn't, um, there isn't, the, like, the, like, the science that's in this book, it's, and the technology and stuff, it's not that speculative. Like, because the testing seems to be some kind of VR, which we have in the real world, and then the mind control serums, like, we kind of do have things like that in the real world too, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, there's, I don't know, to me, like science fiction means there's some kind of like creative speculative thing that's like different than our world technology, technology wise. And like, that's just not really here. One thing Um, I would say that I wonder, because I haven't read the next two books and I just couldn't, but I do know in the next one, it comes out more that everyone the whole time has been like dosed by some kind of serum continuously to make them more appropriate for different factions. And like, it kind of goes into more of that biological stuff that's going on. And I wonder if there's something they're doing that are making people more like, I don't want to say like super soldiers because that's not right, but like making people just like more indestructible somehow because um, there's, or if it was just a, like, there is literally a part in Divergent where this one kid stabs another kid's eye and he's like, screw you guys. I'm going to be factionless with my girlfriend and they take off. And I'm like, do you know if you get stabbed in the eye 
unless you're Carl Grimes, which he was shot in the eye on staff, but still, you you're that's you're kind of you, you need some medical attention if not being dead. Like that's very close. Like that's why in movies they're like, oh, like the eye is like for monsters. That's where you stab because it, it kills you typically. Um, yeah, no, yeah. And you're just, just gonna run off and live in the alley with the jumping with off the of stabbed eye. And it's just like, are these? Is there a plot point in the later books? I'd be curious to know. Maybe readers know. Are is this a valid thing where like people are somehow genetically engineered to be less destructible? Yeah. Wait. So if they're if they're Wait, so if they're dosing them the whole time to make them more fit for their faction, why do they take the aptitude test? I don't know. And I might, I, I, I haven't read it. Um, so I don't know how it worked exactly. Let me see if I can figure out on Wikipedia. While you talk, I'm going to look on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So while she's looking up, looking that up, because honestly, like neither of us has the heart to read the other books. I'm really sorry. I just cannot stand more of this book. Um, while she's looking that up. I'm going to start talking about the factions. So when I read this book the first time, so I, I I really liked the Hunger Games and I still do. And when this book came out, which is like an obvious, um, you know, dollar store version of Hunger Games, um, <laughs> it is the Rose Art to Hunger Games Crayola. It is the Mega Box to Hunger Games Legos. Um, but anyway, when it came out, I first read it and like the first thing that just immediately jumped out at me that I to this day it keeps me up at night. It's the names of the factions. So erudite and dauntless are adjectives and candor, amity and abnegation are nouns. Like why? I know. It's, <laughs> it's just so bad. It just it just makes me think that she doesn't know what words mean. Like because it should be it should, it should be amity, candor, abnegation, dauntlessness, and erudition. Like it's called parallelism. It's part of good writing. Like like it's just so bizarre to me. Like it would be like if the Hogwarts houses were like Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and fighting. <laughs> you know, it's just like Yes really weird but anyway so as i was reading it um kind of like for each of the factions uh there was kind of an enneagram number that came to mind and it was like when when i say these enneagram numbers please know like this is like the most juvenile oversimplified um version of these enneagrams so basically the one of the factions is amity and they're all about being peaceable and kind they think aggression is the problem for everything um the author like loki hates the amities like she really feels about them the way some people feel about the hufflepuffs where they're just kind of like a bunch of airheads because like there are literally no major amity characters there's no amity transfers to dauntless and there's only a couple of times that you see amities and it's when when at the beginning when tris is going to school and she's always like oh a handful of amities were in the corner playing a little hand clapping game it was just like so infantilizing um, evangelizing, but yeah, uh, I basically see the, um, uh, the Amities are like kind of a really simplified version of Enneagram nines. Um, just, you know, getting along at any cost. Um, and then we have, uh, abnegation. I, I found out something really interesting about this book series. Oh, what? And it took a lot of, 
I think the plot is so convoluted and complicated. And that's why it took me so long to dig through the Wikipedia. But I'm looking at the last book and it turns out the whole time. So they have been in Chicago. They were in the Matrix. Time. No, they, were they have been in Chicago the whole time because it was walled off from the outside world in a, in a U.S. government sanctioned experiment to produce genetically pure divergence from the genetically damaged population which was a result of a failed attempt to correct human genes that led to the purity war. Um, I'm not really sure. Okay. 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 First of all, the purity war sounds like a youth group Bible study from the nineties. Yikes. 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 Wait. Um, So the goal was to produce divergence. Then why was it all like, Oh, don't tell anyone you're divergent. Cause they'll like kill you or something. I, I have no clue. I feel like I'm missing something. I'm so confused. If anyone has finished the trilogy and, like, understand what's happening, please let us know. Yeah. Well, let's go back to, to, it seems like all of it's nonsense. Let's go back to the nonsense that we know. So, um, another one of the factions is Abnegation, who, in, I think of them, I, I wrote this on my Goodreads, I, I describe them as the most useless virtue signaling society of all time who spend all their time thinking about how much they don't think about themselves. They all live <laughs> like, in a um, cookie cutter neighborhood. They all wear the same kind of drab clothing. Um, you have to wear your hair up. They're, they're kind of like a very extreme form of like an Amish cult. Yeah, except like... The Amish, you know, they're not perfect. There's some issues. But at least the Amish people, like, they make, like, quality things. Like, they make, make, like, really nice furniture. And they, you know, like, they have really good um, food and stuff. But Yeah, and and unlike that, they're not involved in crafting or even farming. Interestingly enough, that's actually a different faction that does farming. They're actually the ones who are in leadership, which is interesting and kind of harkens back to, like, Plato's republic with the philosopher king and everything where these people who are supposed to be the most selfless and the most wise um are in leadership so it's weird it's like this very odd dichotomy of of like authority but also like humility that like you think would work but it's just weird and of course they're all corrupt yeah like i hate abnegation like it's it's not like i like any of the parts of this book but the parts where it's talking about anything of the abnegation values it just like makes me want to punch somebody because they're like oh no i'm not thinking of my i'm, I'm thinking of myself too much i'm not thinking about others enough i must think everything about others and like it just makes me picture like if you had two abnegations walking down the hallway and they got in each other's way and they were just like you go first oh no you oh no you oh no you like how do they get anything done and it's also like um if you're so great and noble and you have these like so there's also like the factionless who are people that fail out of all the initiations and they just like live on the street and it's like well why don't you give your nice house to those people and you go do live their life if you're so selfless like it's just kind of like i hate them so much one thing i thought Um, was kind of funny about the candor faction is they live in this thing called the merchandise they live near a merchandise mart which i think is like an off-brand walmart oh my and they call it the merciless mart because everyone is so honest. That sounds terrible. I thought nothing could be worse than the real Walmart, but that sounds worse. I know. I'm just like this sounds like the uh, like the Hallmark 
version, like, you know, the, the off-brand one you use, like, in a Lifetime movie, you know, like, oh, let's go to Merchandise Mart. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, no, for real. That's so cheesy. Stupid. So, yeah, but um, Ad Negations, I think of them as a really exaggerated Enneagram 2. Um, and then we have Erudition, which are kind of a pretty accurate Enneagram 5. <laughs> and they're, like, all about learning and research and reading and knowledge and all this good stuff but here's my question with erudition um erudite so er, i'm sorry erudite yes and these guys Um, they're the ones that live in grant park they live near um like the 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 cloud gate and they're in the most futuristic advanced part of the city and they wear blue because veronica roth read harry potter (laughs) and (laughs) remembered ravenclaw (laughs) um but yeah, uh, but here's my thing. So you have you have this whole kind of like um, authoritarian society, right? Where everyone has to stay in their own faction and you can't question the system. And then why would you have a faction that's solely dedicated to like learning and thinking and reading? Because, and like, and obviously like it is erudition at the end who like realizes they have a problem with the way the world runs and they're, you know, six dauntless on Amity or six, six dauntless on abnegation, but like they should have figured this out a very long time ago. (laughs) Like, like, because like, I don't know if I was trying to make an authoritarian society, I would not have any faction that was, uh, you know, specifically dedicated to like reading and thinking because then they can figure out that. The society is crap. <laughs> it's very rude to me. Um, and then we have Candor, who I think of as Enneagram Ones. Um, these are like the blunt, ruthlessly honest, uh, telling the truth at all times, no matter how harsh it is. Jerks. <laughs> um, and also, Sarah, do you remember in the book, it said like, because they see the world as black and white, um, they only wear black and white? That was the stupidest, like, like phantom <laughs> tool booth making fun of the world like she was serious about it it was so weird like i was just like seeing the world in black and white is a metaphor i know i was okay. like this is it makes no sense like are you trying to like mess with us here like was this whole book written just to mess with us i don't know oh maybe the whole book is the real experiment so but anyway but my thing with um candor i feel like they should have combined candor with with erudite because like so the whole thing is like each faction each faction only has that one thing and they're never never the five shall meet right so like if you're not in erudite you can't do any reading any study any learning you can't have any of that otherwise you'd be divergent and it'll be a big deal um so what are the candor being honest about like what do they have to to say (laughs) Like, I just picture them literally going around all day being like, the sky is blue. I have an arm. <laughs> no, it's a good point because um, the other ones at least serve some kind of purpose in society because, I mean, maybe they just have, like, taken over the merchandise smart, so they're, like, in charge of distribution. It's not really clear. But Amity Farms, Dauntless, like, well, I don't really know what they do. Apparently they're supposed to be protecting people, but they're not. Um, abnegation is, like, in part charge of, like, leadership and judicial stuff. And then the Erudite... It sounds like maybe they could be involved in like legislation and rulemaking, but like it's really unclear what candor does concretely for the society. Yeah. So agreed. 
Agreed. They're they're kind of the murkiest faction to yeah. me. Well, then, and then of course, uh, last but not least, we have the wonderful Dauntless faction, um, which is obviously supposed to be the cool faction because it's the faction that um, Beatrice has admired all her life, wishes she could be in. They wear all black. They have tattoos. Like guys, they're so edgy. They have tattoos, and they wear black and. Um, and Dauntless is supposed to be, like, the brave faction. And their whole thing is that they're trying to overcome their fears. Um, and they are ostensibly, like, kind of a border patrol type of force that, like, guards the border. But um, at, at least in the first book, like, it's it's never clear, like, who they're guarding the border against. Um, they just never say, like, is it, like, an invading army? Is it immigration? Is it, like, wild animals? Like, they they never say, like, who they're guarding. And then later on, they, they even say, like, it's only a very small number of recruits that actually go on to guard the border. So it's like, well, what do they do? <laughs> it's just very unclear. Um, and basically, like, the majority of the book is Triss, um, going to the Dauntless compound and participating in their training. So, um... So those are the five factions, um, and I, I, they just make no sense. Like, like it's just like the whole idea of a world divided up into factions based on character qualities is just like the weirdest thing. It doesn't make any sense politically. Um, for one thing, they all go to the same school, all the kids from the five different factions, and. It just seems like they would need very different types of education. So why do they all go to school together? And then they have, um, when in this world, when um, someone turns 16, they have them take an aptitude test to see which faction they're best suited for. But then they have this choosing ceremony um, where they can just kind of choose whatever they want. So it's really unclear to me why they ha- why they had those tests at all, um, and also like again, if I was making this authoritarian world, I would never let people switch factions away from their family and all their friends and everyone they've known all their lives. Because if you you know if you grew up in Candor and then you switch to Amity, like all of your personal loyalties are still going to be with Candor. Um, and then, like, people in Amity have to waste their time training you to be an Amity when you could you had been trained for free to be a Candor by your parents all your life. Um, it just seems really inefficient. What is the point of it? Um, and it's also really unclear, like, because uh, we know that we know this is supposed to be in a dystopian um, Chicago because they mentioned, I think, the Sears Tower or something like that. Um, so, like, driving past and she's like, oh, this used to be the Sears Tower. Um, and... But we don't know, like, is all of America like this? Is the well, whole world like this? Apparently um, in the Legion, you do find out the rest of the world is not like that. They're part. It's kind of like Maze Runner, it sounds like, where they are part of some mm-hmm. very, like, isolated social experiment. But yeah, the, the first book you have, and that's fine, I guess, to, like, bury the lead if she wants that to come in later. But, like, it seems really unlikely. And now I'm like, are the Dauntless, like, guarding the border to keep people in? But, like, that's never talked about. So, like, why has yeah. no one gone outside the city limits? Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, no, I, and and you and you get the feeling that she didn't ask any of these questions until she wrote the second book. Like, you can tell book. when, like, or the third book, I'm sorry. Uh, you can tell, like, when an author has um, 
you know, put a lot of thought into these types of questions and is like saving the answers for us till later. But you kind of get the sense that like she didn't even think about that until the later books. So, um, but now that we've talked about the five factions, we are going to take a little quiz and we are going to find out what divergent faction we are in. Yeah, so we're just going to take it at the same time and then see what we get. So the first question is, um, choose a location. And it's big city, out on a farm, small town, middle of the woods, someplace by the sea. Or do I have to pick just one? I like to travel around. Well, I'm torn between big city, middle of the woods, someplace by the sea. And do I have to pick just one? (laughs) (laughs) uh, It sounds like do I have to pick just one would encapsulate all of that. I would love to live in a big city, but I would also love to live... Someplace by the sea. Someplace by the sea sounds so nice. I'm picturing like Bill and Floor's Shell Cottage. Yeah, they got me with Someplace by the Sea. I picked that. Ugh, I don't know. I think you clearly need to do the. Ha- do I have to just pick one? Okay, I picked that. Yeah. Okay. All right, what's the next question? The next one, sorry, it's being slow. You choose to learn about your new surroundings by wandering around and trying new things, asking the locals what's good, researchers in the area. This is funny because me and Kelly are very different. I was about to say, uh, I know what Sarah's answer should be. Wandering around and trying new things. Yeah. I think I do a mix of the second two because I don't just like do all my own research. I'll kind of ask someone if they who has been there. Oh my gosh, you're divergent. Um, I'm divergent. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pick ask the locals what's good because I think I would be more likely to just like ask someone who I know would already know. Yeah. Um. All right. So next next question: When the weekend comes around, your priority is to take action and get some extra work done. Head out to a party and let loose. Spend some time with friends and family or volunteer someplace. I think I'd say spend some time with friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want that to be my answer, but I know the truth. You go to a party and let loose? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's kidding. the ex- get, get some extra work done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm sorry, just, guys. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> it's the truth. Okay, what's the next question? What do you talk about with your friends? Other people's problems? Ooh, that sounds juicy. <laughs> I do do you spill the tea? <laughs> Sports? Oh my gosh, that's so boring. The latest fashion trend? <laughs> How much can you really say about that? Issues you have in common? Well, Shark Week of... What? Shark Week? Whatever. Is that supposed to be the Dauntless? I don't know. Whatever comes to mind, hop from topic to topic. Well, I do like talking about other people's problems, but I'll probably say whatever comes to mind, topic to topic. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting issues you have in common. What color... Oh, wait. Yeah, my turn. What color do you wear the most? Black, red, white, blue, gray, or orange? I'm going to say blue. My personal... Me. Blue. I'm going to say red. Okay. Our next question is, what do you value most? Selflessness, kindness, honesty, bravery, revenge, intelligence. Okay. Okay. So on on the um, the quiz that we took on the lost footage, um, 
recording was a BuzzFeed quiz, and they have definitely copied some of the questions <laughs> from the BuzzFeed quiz because I remember the which color do you wear, and I remember the what do you what do you value most having that revenge option. And I remember so, which one. You way picked. to go, how stuff works. Yeah, I'm. I have to be honest. It's intelligence for me. That's funny. I picked yeah. kindness. Of course, makes sense. All right, what's the next question? Oh my gosh, it's another one. They cop- Yes, they copied this too. Straight up. So what? what's the next uh, question? You want to tell them? Oh, yeah, sorry. What's your sin? Gluttony, pride, sloth, envy, greed, or wrath? Um, I'm going to go off Enneagram type here and say sloth, because that's supposed to be the sin of the nine. Yeah. So... Same. I'm going with the Forest Cardinal Sin, which is Envy, because just like last time we took this very similar <laughs> quiz, I don't want to actually self-reflect right now. Um, okay, uh, yeah, this one's the same too. Pick a TV <laughs> show, and this this is showing the age, okay? Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Law and Order, Gilmore Girls, or I Don't Watch TV. Hi, Abnegation. Okay, I'm, um, I might change my answer from last time, because last time we agreed we didn't watch any of these shows, really. I, Actually, last time didn't have Gilmore Girls. Oh, that's true. I don't really like Gilmore Girls. I might say that. I, I don't like Game of Thrones, and I don't watch it, Game but of Thrones. I'm tempted to pick it just because I like epic fantasies, but I feel like I'm going to skew my results. Mm, I like epic fantasies that don't have a bunch of... Anyway. Um, I'm actually going to put Gilmore Girls, because that's the only one of these that I've seen, and I hate Gilmore Girls, but I also love Gilmore Girls, so I'm going to put that. I'm going to say I don't watch TV because I don't like any of these. (laughs) It's going to give you abnegation. (laughs) We'll see. You're Um, lost. All right, what's the next one? Pick your poison. Wine, tea, coffee, beer, shots, water. Shots, 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 shots. I'm saying coffee. Coffee, 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 coffee. Shots, beans, shots, beans, shots. beans, 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 beans. I love yeah, how shots all of these espresso. Words, I love how all obviously. these words have um, periods after them. Like it's completely uh, yes. I'm like, what are you doing? Yes. Oh, I put coffee, but like, okay. what? <laughs> yeah. Um, then we have which phrase do you say the most? You look so nice today. <laughs> or you look so nice today <laughs> genuinely um hey can i help you with that i dare you you didn't know that ah, Kelly. <laughs> tell me the truth and can you help me <laughs> my most common phrase ah, help <laughs> yeah okay, i don't we're think- just like an npc in one of those uh video games uh, that are always, like, asking you to do their yes. crap for them oh i don't have any wood for my fire I and love I my magic my own in the Forbidden Swamp. <laughs> Why is that my problem? Oh my no, God. um, I don't think I've ever said I dare you in my life. I've never heard you say uh, that. Um, I think I'd have to say you look so nice today is probably my phrase that I say the most. So, um, what's the next one? Okay, um, the next one is going to be... Um, what's your dream job? Politician, surgeon, kindergarten teacher, Supreme Court justice, or volunteer? If I did, I'm not sure. I'm split between surgeon and Supreme Court justice. I don't want to be like Dr. Strange surgeon who everyone hates and is like a jerk. But being like 
I have a lot of respect for trauma surgeons. Like being a trauma surgeon, that would be incredible. Yeah, no, um, I'm actually going to pick surgeon because um, I like detailed work and I would like all of my clientele to be unconscious and then I don't have to talk to them. See, now I'm like, maybe I shouldn't pick surgeon because it seems like stress. I'm going to say kindergarten teacher. Um, so next we have pick a hairstyle. Always different and always changing. It's just hair. It will grow. Short and simple, messy and unkempt, something that no one else does. I like to stand out. <laughs> Short and simple, that's what I have. I don't know. I, I feel like my honest answer would be messy and unkempt, but that's not really good. Well, Candor would want you to be honest. It would. Um. Next. Sorry, this site loads very slowly. What kind of person do you aspire to be? Strong-willed and confident? undefined someone cheerful who's always entertaining <laughs> others a good worker others can look up to someone people can turn to for help the one who speaks the truth even when it's unpopular what the heck is an undefined person it means you're divergent oh. i'm gonna say someone people can turn to for help i guess i'm gonna put strong-willed and confident because like that is something specifically i'm trying to like work on you go girl i like it yeah all right, then we have someone trips in front of you. You stop the other kids from teasing them. Laugh and continue on your way. <laughs> Savage. Hey, Angela. <laughs> um, stop block traffic from trampling them. Do everything to help them get back on their feet. Just keep walking. <laughs> Point out that they wouldn't have tripped if their shoes had been tied properly. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. I, stop I mean, and, it depends. I would say stop and block traffic from trampling them. I think that you would. Um, all right, what's next? What angers you the most? Cowardice, dishonesty, selfishness, stupidity. You expect me to pick just one? Human nature. Ouch. <laughs> so everything annoys you? I'm picking stupidity. <laughs> I knew you would. Um, I don't know. I, I mean... When people are selfish, it's kind of annoying, but it's also like kind of their business. I don't really care about cowardice. Don't really care about dishonesty. I don't think it's nice to be angry about human nature. I don't know. Um, I think that you get annoyed by selfishness. I'm going to put that because I don't know what else to put. Yeah. Okay, you're a go. All right, a dog is about to attack a little girl. You do nothing, kill the dog, <laughs> lure the dog away, realize it's a dream and wake up, throw yourself in between the dog and the girl, or call the dog back, you know it's harmless. Wait, this was literally in Divergent. This was part of the Divergent aptitude test. It was? Yeah. Oh, funny. Like, um, in the in the uh, VR thing. I would oh. lure the dog away. I mean, you throw yourself in between the dog and the girl. So you'll both die. No, she has time to get away. Duh. I would lure the dog away because that's very easy to do. Grab a can of dog food. That's true. I'll run for that. Um, what's the next one? What the heck? Which of these do you identify? Oh, these are like their little symbols Dirt! of the faction. Which, which, which of these do you identify with? Dirt, <laughs> rock, water, glass, fire. Who can identify with just one thing? That's very woke. Um, dirt? <laughs> what, was trash not an option? <laughs> Um, actually, you know, I'm going to go a little deeper on Loki, this. Loki, though, I actually am picking dirt because of soil and you can grow vegetables and flowers. I'm actually going to go a little deeper with this. I'm going to say glass because 
much like that Taylor Swift song Mirrorball, I do tend to try to reflect back what I think people want to see, um, like mm. as a looking glass. And I feel like I feel like water, you're like flowing, you're going with the flow, you're easy going. But like with glass, it's kind of like when like you kind of take things like and you just kind of shatter. I don't know. So I'm going to say glass. Yeah. Oh, wow. That got so real. <laughs> Sorry. Water. Glass. Earth. Dirt. <laughs> Rock. Glass. This quiz is so long. How many many slices of pizza do you usually eat? Wow. Mind your business how stuff works. (laughs) As much as I can. I don't eat pizza, but I love making it for others. I only eat as much as I... Oh, this reminds me of a dream that I worked for Sean Astin at his pizza company that him and his wife owned. What? Do you know who Sean Astin is? Yes. No, I just like... Yes. Yes, I know who Sean Astin is. I was just like, that's so random. Okay, sorry. Back to the quiz. Um, I only eat as much as I need for my calorie intake. I don't know what to Ugh, Those are the worst people. <gasps> One Get out of pa- here. Calorie has 250. Yeah, it's too much. Um, have you seen what's in pizza? No, thank you. Only one or two slices. I mean. I'm saying that I don't know. It depends. It depends if, I mean, I don't know. Eat until you're full. So as much as I can, I guess. guess. Well, and a lot of times when I eat pizza, it's like, we'll get pizza if we were moving, which we, we have moved a lot. Or like lot. if we were, I don't know, sometimes we eat pizza when we've had a really physical day. So I've, I'll eat a lot of pizza that I day. I do feel like usually as an adult, when you get pizza, it's because you're in a very, you're at a very hungry state and you're kind of at the end of your rope, right. which is why you got a pizza. Yeah, exactly. Like when, when typically when I order pizza, it's because... I am looking for the maximum caloric intake. So, um, all right. What's your life motto? YOLO. Why? Be calm and carry on. Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. Think big, dream big. Sharing is caring. Or I get by with a little help from my friends. I'm picking that. And not because of drugs, but because of friends. Wait, is that a drug thing? Well, the song is probably about drugs oh i never heard that song you get by with a little help from your friends you know i'm gonna say clear eyes full hearts can't lose when you have a crush on someone you become friends first share your feelings immediately regard oh god i know what i'm gonna be regardless of the outcome wait until the moment is perfect to share your feelings ask them out ask everyone for their opinion before making a decision oh i hate this but i share my feelings immediately regardless of the outcome oh it's not good i will say with my Husband, we became friends first, so I'm gonna pick that. But like the option um, before I met him, that option is not here, and that option was never speak of it again and suffer in silence. <laughs> but <laughs> that's not on there. Finish quiz. Okay, all right. What'd You're you kidding, get? We made it. Ah! What'd you get? What'd you get? Oh, I no. got abnegation. Me too. No, I hate abnegation. I hate it. I don't know. Maybe they give that to everyone. But we we put complete this. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> it's so strange. I hate I hate online quizzes. So yeah, you got abnegation, 
Abnegation is the faction dedicated to selflessness and simplicity, always putting others before themselves. Initiates are forced to reject a life of vanity and self-indulgence, protecting themselves from a selfish life of greed and envy. Mirrors, gossiping, and buying luxury items are strictly forbidden. Their attire consists of gray, and their substance in the choosing ceremony is stone. But wait! For the what color do you wear question, neither of us put gray. For the substance, neither of us put stone. Like... What is wrong with this quiz? And we put completely different answers, as the tape will tell. That's so strange. Yeah. Okay, maybe we should take one more for second opinion. Or we can just do the soulmate. I can't wait to do the soulmate one. That's too funny. Oh, okay. That one came up for me. Which divergent character is your soulmate? Do you want to do that one? Yeah, let's do it. If I get four, I swear. I hope you do. All right, choose your faction. Dauntless. Candor. Erudite, abdication, amity, factionless. Who would pick the factionless? Because I'm already part of these suckers. Well, no, amity's kind of nice. I'm gonna say amity. <laughs> okay, I I choose erudite. I knew it. I knew you would. Oh no! Now we have to remember the names of characters. <laughs> um, choose your enemy, Janine. Okay, Janine is. I think she was like a. I don't remember who Janine she was. Janine Mark- was like the. She was, I'm pretty sure she was the woman who invented the serum that was, like, mind-controlling the Dauntless. Marcus was Four's dad. Eric was just some punk at the Dauntless camp. Peter was another punk yeah, at the he, Dauntless well, camp. Well, Eric Eric was the other trainer. He was helping, he was training them with Four, but he was, like, a belligerent jerk instead of a covert jerk. Oh, no! I clicked on, I clicked on Eric by accident! <laughs> I'm um, saying Marcus. Why not? I can't stand him. Okay. I don't know who Max is. Sorry, Max. Um, what would you see in your fear landscape? Oh my gosh, don't even get me started on the fear landscapes. Um, weakness, confinement, suffocation, Ooh. rejection, failure, death of a loved one. Oh my gosh. Um, I guess I'll say death of a loved one. Yeah, same. Which tattoo would you get? Oh, okay. <laughs> this is amazing because they have one of a Russian doll and I love It's a Matryoshka doll. The other I'm ones, I don't really I'll... know how to explain to you guys who are listening. There's one with birds. There's one with kind of, it looks like cords that makes a tree. One is a skull with a crown. One is an angry looking owl with a skull. Also, one's a Matroshka doll and one's a Nordic symbol. I'm going to say the birds, I guess. I don't know. I legit love that Matroshka doll tattoo. <laughs> I'm clicking that. I'm, that makes me happy. All right. Now we have war is coming. You join the side more likely to win. Take refuge with the peacekeeping amity. Fight for what's right, even if you're small in numbers. Rally behind a leader and strategize. I'm gonna say fight. I don't for know. What's it right. depends. I'm gonna say fight for what's right. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I guess I would take refuge with amity. I don't know. It's not my war. I don't know. Don't tell Pippin. I won't. Okay. Who? Would All right. You, what's the next one? Who would you trust as a leader? Johanna of Amity. Tori of Dauntless. Evelyn of the fact, I don't know who that is, factionless, Max of Dauntless, Marcus of Abnegation, Janine of Erudite. Uh, I guess Tori is the only one. I don't act, I don't know who anyone else is besides her that I don't actively dislike. So, yeah. Why not? The only characters I remember on here is Tori, Marcus, and Janine. But I'm picking Johanna of Amity because clearly it's, it, this character appears to have been played by Octavia Spencer. And she's great and hilarious. So... I'm picking her. All right. What do you look for in a soulmate? Loyalty, kindness, smarts, 
humor, autonomy, or good looks? Um, I would say uh, kindness. Yeah, we know what my answer is, don't we? Good looks. <laughs> okay, now you put me in a bind because if I say that I'm not looking for good looks, I'm just kidding. What is Chumark supposed to think? No, it's smart. I'm just kidding. I know. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just thinking, like, Sarah, you're gonna get me in trouble. I know. Um. Pick a quote. I have a theory that selflessness and bravery aren't all that different. Fear doesn't shut you down. It wakes you up. Who cares about pretty? I'm going for noticeable. Like a wild animal, the truth is too powerful to remain caged. Sometimes the best way to help someone is just be near them. Politeness is deception and pretty packaging. Honestly, none of these quotes are like speaking to my heart. I like the first one, actually. Um, I have a theory that selflessness and bravery aren't all that different. Hmm. I'm going to pick sometimes the best way to help someone is just to be near them. Oh, that's nice. No! <laughs> Who'd you get? Who'd you get? Who'd you Who get? Who did you get? I got Caleb, the brother. I knew it. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm fine with that. He turns evil in the next book, FYI. Oh, he does? Okay, he does. well, yikes. I got, Who did you get? I got four. It says just like ah! there's, there's a lot more to you than meets the eye. It's not easy for you to open up to people, but when you do, they're often surprised at the kind, sensitive person you really are. Together, you and four oh. will bring out the best in each other. I doubt that. Oh, my. What well, at least he's more age-appropriate for you than for Tris. He's 24, um, yes. So, so I got Caleb, and mine says, You and Caleb tend to slip under the radar because you're both on the quieter side. In reality, there's a lot going on in that head of yours, and you're just trying to sort it all out. Caleb totally understands this, making you two the perfect pair. That's really nice. I'm 100% fine with that. So, anyway. Um, also, look at the URL of this quiz, by the way. Let me go look. Ha! It's buzzfeed.com slash Michelle Oregna slash four is bay. Yeah, someone might want to check on that girl. That's really funny. So anyway, so now we know which factions we're in and who our soulmate is. So yeah, so that's our little exploration of the world building of Divergent and the factions therein. Um in our next Divergisode, we're going to talk about the characters, we're going to talk about the relationships, um, and then in our third episode, we're going to talk about um, the movie, which we're going to watch. Um, we're going to talk about some other, just, just as Divergent was a pitiful ripoff of Hunger Games, there were some even more pitiful ripoffs of Divergent. We're going to talk about them. Um, and then we'll talk about our recommendations for some other dystopian books that are actually good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, make sure you guys tune back in and do us a big favor and follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a nice review. Um, yeah. Give us uh, affirmation and we'll give you content. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. See you guys soon. Bye.